Welcome to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. I'm your host, Siobhan Atkins. Join us as we discuss the importance of clerical and administrative roles and their impact on the healthcare industry. Hello, welcome to episode 15 of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. I am Siobhan Atkins. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to 2021. Uh, It is January. I hope you had a a good entry to the new year. Um, Today, we're just going to talk about skills and different uh, responsibilities within your workplace as a medical receptionist. Uh, We're also going to have a couple of definitions we're going to read and, you know, a couple little tidbits, um, even something to make you laugh today so we can... uh, Bring the energy up a little bit as we welcome in the new year. Um, I noticed that a lot of times when we go enter the workforce in a new environment or even one, you know, where we've been for a while, we tend to become really good at certain things, right? We have our our top qualities, right? Our our type, our top skills that we are able to showcase at, at work, right? And a lot of times We get so focused on those things, sometimes other things fall by the wayside. Sometimes we then think we're the best and perhaps maybe the only person who should do such a thing and don't trust other people to do it. So skills um, and our uh, strengths can sometimes, you know, as much as they're positive, they can also become a little bit of a hindrance. So my first thought is, you know, we should focus on our qualities, right? What I, If I'm great at making appointments, then I should probably make as many appointments because I keep the schedule flowing and I uh, know where to put the problem visits and I know where to put the emergencies versus uh, the checkups or uh, the elderly patients of the day and, and things like that, right? If I'm good at that, then I should, I should you know, I should uh, do that all the time and be the first one to answer the phone, right? But if I'm doing that, then what happens to the other people? They're not getting as much experience in doing that. And I'm not really showing them anything except for the way that I do it. So while you have your best qualities and you can show off that, you know what, you can kind of handle this on your own, you always want to make sure that you're not taking away from anyone in that if you're not there, certain things cannot cannot be done. But... The best part of you having some uh, quality uh, skills and top skills, things that you're really good at, you're able to expand expand on that. You're able to provide input. You're able to provide uh, great suggestions to your leadership, and uh, you can most likely train other people. Uh, so it's you know it's really important that you can identify your own top skills, right? So um, maybe you communicate well with, you know, patients that are waiting in the waiting room. Maybe, you know, your, your partner uh, that's sitting to the left of you who works with you at the front desk doesn't like to talk to the patients in the waiting room when you're behind or they don't like to make that announcement. But you can get up there, you, you know, you, maybe you stand up and you say, hi, guys, you know, I need your attention. Just want to let you know we're running behind or, you know, some, you know, we had an emergency, whatever the case may be, something you do with ease that perhaps your coworkers don't do. That's wonderful. We need those people in, in offices, right? We need the people who are going to take charge, those who are not afraid of uh, the looks that you might get from the waiting room or, you know, uh, the questions that come right after you uh, notify people of, of different things that may be going on. So that's another great skill to have. 
Um, you also may notice that when your management or your, or um, excuse me, your your supervisor gives you a task or a project that you work very well alone and you actually enjoy it and you wonder, and you know, you realize, wow, I work really good on these tasks alone as opposed to perhaps when you're at the front desk and there's more than two people and you're all trying to work together, answer phones, take care of the patients coming in. Um, while that is your job, you might not love that part of it as much. You much rather, you know, go and organize some filing or uh, make, you know, outgoing calls when you're sitting in an office by yourself where you're just making call after call. Like those things may be more suitable for you. So again, that's another, you know what, if you identify that as a skill, then you're going to always put yourself up for those challenges. But even in that, you don't want to lose your ability to manage at the front to manage when it's busy to manage the busy incoming calls right so it goes both ways but the most important thing is to always make sure you can identify your top skills and then also realize what your weaknesses may be and always double back and uh, take time to look back at your job description and really know what it is that you're supposed to be doing at all times because a lot of times we get into a rhythm where you know you might have the same five people that you've worked with for two and three years and everyone has the things that they do meaning uh, maybe I haven't done um, I can't even think of anything specific but maybe uh, let's see there's a certain kind of procedure that you schedule. Maybe you have, haven't scheduled one in months because there's someone who doesn't mind doing it they take all those calls that person gets sick, they're out. Now you don't know how to do that. So it's always important to still keep your hand in everything in your office so that you understand, you know, still how every function works um, that's in your immediate job description. Because we tend to get away from that, you know. some Sometimes you, you get a position and there's 20 things listed on what your responsibilities are, but um, sometimes you end up doing mo way more than what's listed. Sometimes you end up doing less as far as your daily activities. So if, if you are in a position where you find that you're doing way more than what was listed on uh, regarding the skills or qualifications and, you know, the description of your actual job, that's something that you can talk to management about, ask them to update that, make sure, you know, you're being paid appropriately and all, all those kind of things. So you want to keep an eye on it in, in both ways, making sure that you're keeping up to your end of the bargain and accepting the job. And also making sure that your employer is keeping up with their end of the bargain and what they're uh, requesting of you to do. So um, I think, let's see, you always want to take inventory, you know, on what you can improve on. And if you're really good at something, that's great. You know, and don't back down from that. If you're good at something, why not? You know, and, and don't be afraid to help others learn it, uh, teach them, walk them through the steps that you took or maybe, you know, what helped you remember something, uh, what help, uh, what you are able to say to a patient to, um, you know, mitigate certain situations, how you've handled things in the past, you know, don't be afraid to share that, um, especially when you know it's something that has worked, has improved the flow of your office, has improved the communication between patients and, and your office staff or perhaps your front desk and your back office staff. Another thing which we've talked about in the past is um, accepting payments and addressing patient bills. Now that's a, that's a skill in itself too because sometimes it can be uncomfortable to address um, open balances, uh, you know, especially when when they start to get high and you know patients coming in regularly but they're not really making any payments. Uh, they're just you know taking their appointments. 
Um, so being able to address that head on, being confident about it, and also, you know, not uh, not being afraid to to address those situations is is um, in the best interest of the employer because you want to keep the uh, flow of money coming into the practice and you want the patients to be aware that that is something that is going to be requested of them. So, uh, you know, having a good handle on the financial aspect of your job, understanding what you're looking at when you're looking in a patient's account of what they owed, what their co-insurance may have been, their deductible, you know, just knowing what the balance is. Um, if there are self-pay, was there a discount, should something have been adjusted, anything like that you want to be aware of uh, so you always look like uh, you understand and know what you're talking about. So when you have confidence, uh, the patients have confidence in the office as well. So let's see what else is happening well obviously covid is a, a constant in our our lives right now it's something that's going to always you know keep coming up um most of you are receiving informations uh, information excuse me from your practices and you know your practices have have uh, made adjustments and follow uh, different protocols based on either cdc guidelines or perhaps uh, different associations so for instance, maybe uh, the American Academy of uh, Pediatrics and Gynecology and any other you know specialties, they, they have guidelines that they have developed over the last year for their patients. Um, you know, for pregnant women, you, you may have different protocols that you're following regarding testing and things like that. So, and this is not just um, regarding, you know, masks and, and being uh, hygienic, but I'm talking about actually treating people who have other chronic illnesses and things like that um, when it comes to diagnosing uh, treatment uh, and you know medications and now coming in with this uh, vaccine maybe there's other guidelines that they have to follow so for yourself you know when you see things coming through your practices and getting new information a lot of that is coming either through the CDC or the different associations based on your patient population and a lot of it is is available for you to see there's nothing that's you know not accessible you can go to the CDC and find uh, tons of information or the association websites they have plenty of information for your specialty especially if you know if you're um, even uh, you know primary care there's just different um, resources that providers and managers have access to that if you have any questions you are able to access that as well and uh, read up on it if it makes you feel uh, more you know comfortable uh, so today I when I looked at the CDC website uh, they actually have the difference between quarantine and isolation so quarantine, as per the CDC uh, website, is it keeps someone who might have been exposed to the virus away from others. Simple enough, right? And isolation keeps someone who is infected with the virus away from others, even in their home. So as simple as that. But information like that is available and much more complex tons of complex uh, information is available, as well as information for your state, your region, your you know, your county and things like that. So uh, you are able to access a lot of information on your own and uh, don't uh, shy away from doing so. Uh, like I always mention, we have uh, an affiliate set up with protrainings.com. That's where you're able to get your basic life support training along with some other 
uh, trainings that they offer. They have really uh, great courses if you want to check some things out. Um, They even have some CE courses, um, infection control, tick-borne illness, um, holistic stress management, um, HIV and AIDS education for healthcare professionals, death and dying, um, spirituality and the grieving process. So there's a, really a bunch of uh, options through pro training. So if you have any interest to check it out, even if you just want to peruse uh, and see what they have going on, uh, feel free. I'll have the link in our uh, notes for the show on your whatever your favorite podcast player is. Uh, that information will be there and you can always access that link on the Medical Receptionist Network dot com website um so you know i also i just want to offer everyone some words of encouragement you know when you have a great day make sure you acknowledge that a lot of times we tend to focus on oh today was horrible today was so tough you know i had all these uh things go wrong i was late and i you know my my I had four personal calls during work and, you know, all the patients had an attitude and things like that. But we don't always acknowledge when we had a really good day or even an uneventful day. Generally, uh, (laughs) I notice counts as as a great day. Right. So if you have a good day, you know, at the office before you walk out, just, you know, acknowledge that as well. You don't want to only focus on. Um, the bad days or the tougher days or the, you know, more challenging days. You always want to make sure if things go great. Hey, let's let's clap that up too, right? Um, okay, so I have I have uh, some quick funnies for you. One is from Reader's Digest. Okay. Well, actually, they're both from Reader's Digest. The doctor explained to his patient that she suffered from cervicitis, or inflammation of the cervix. Concerned, she demanded that he test her husband for it too. The doctor assured her, I'm positive your husband does not have cervicitis. And she shot back, how do you know? You haven't examined him yet. (laughs) So that's for our GYN crowd there. Uh, So today I'm going to read a couple quick definitions uh, because I think it's important that we know the different words that are used around us all the time, uh, whether it be by patients, your uh, colleagues, your, you know, yourself <laughs> or, you know, your doctors that you work with. Um, so today we got two simple words, um, but we will, you know, go into more complex words. Sometimes it'll be just a medical term. Other times it may be an insurance term or it could just be a, an actual disease it, itself. Um, so today the first word is pain, a disagreeable sensation caused by injury or suffering. Now that this comes from the uh, International Webster Standard Dictionary. Again, that's pain, a disagreeable sensation caused by injury or suffering. We all know pain, right? We've all heard the word pain used in various contexts. Um, So that's the definition, simple, simple as can be, right? A disagreeable sensation caused by injury. And our second definition, we're going to stay in the P's today. Um, Panic. Panic is sudden fear and general hysteria or to become or cause to become fearful. So you hear panic in the terms of uh, panic attacks, um, you know, a panic button, 
so, you know, panic uh, seems to be a very popular word, unfortunately, almost as popular as pain these days. Um, so those are our little tidbits of information from our Webster Standard Dictionary for today. Um, now, moving forward, I just want to also acknowledge that you can visit the Medical Receptionist Network website. Um, I will be getting uh, adding some new articles in the, in the coming months. Um, obviously, we're going to work on this podcast weekly. I want to hear from you. Please feel free to email me at medical, uh, excuse me, info. No. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. Again, that's info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. Love to hear from you. If you want to be on the show, let me know. We'd love to uh, hear from you uh, working in the field these days and what your experience, is, what your experience has been um, and if there's anything that we can help you with. Um, so... Again, make sure that you guys are honing in on those skills. If you have uh, some expertise, don't be afraid to share that with your coworkers. If uh, you have not been acknowledged for that, make sure you uh, acknowledge yourself. Pat yourself on the back. You know what you do well, and you also know where you need uh, any uh, sharpening. So always look back at those job descriptions. Make sure you're filling your end of the bargain. Make sure your practice or your uh, organization is filling their end of the bargain. And, you know, reach out uh, or use, you know, find different resources to assist you um, if you want to do something as simple as type faster. Or if you don't think that you're communicating well when someone calls, you know, maybe you need to take a, a communication course or you need to. Um, you know, have that conversation with your manager as to where where you're lacking so you can increase or, you know, your efficiency in that area. So we want you to be at your best all the time, but we also want you to have the tools that you need to do that. And uh, if someone doesn't know you're struggling, they can't help you. So uh, make sure that you keep doing what you're doing to the best of your ability. Uh, make sure you can always identify your strengths and improve on your weaknesses. Thank you so much. I'm going to leave you guys with one last Reader's Digest physician uh, interaction. Uh, actually, this one is um, a medical receptionist answers a patient's phone call. So the, the scene is I answer a patient's phone call and I say, dermatology, how may I help you? Hi, I just had an autopsy. I'd like to know my results. <laughs> Oh boy, and I'm sure you guys have your own stories of such occurrences over the phone. That's why it's good for us to know the words and to know what we're talking about so that doesn't happen, right? So thank you so much for listening again and tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. I am your host, Siobhan Atkins. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. Don't forget to visit our website, medicalreceptionistnetwork.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. If you're looking for a great resource for medical receptionists, make sure you grab your copy of the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success available on Amazon. Lastly, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please find us on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. Until next time, keep being amazing.